Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our fourth episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Um, as always, we are we. What we do is we talk about marriage and relationships, and have a drink. And today, our drink of choice is Buffalo Trace on the Rocks. It is very good, as you can tell. Um, we are almost done with yeah. this bottle, so so good. We will have to get some more at some point here in the near future. That's really yummy. Yes. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about work husbands and work wives. Yeah, we uh, when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about, this was one that uh, we kind of have some personal experience with. So we wanted to bring some of that to the table and have a discussion. When we did the uh, the poll about it, we got um, overwhelmingly, um, you know, the, the question was, how would you feel about your partner having a work husband slash work wife? And we got, uh, I think like 94% said no. Yeah. Um, and one person said that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No biggie. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> <What else? laughs> um, so I think that we, we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what why people have them. Um, is it really just a stigma with the label or is there a more, you know, potentially deep rooted things going on that, that creates that type of relationship? And, you know, to kind of clarify that, you know, we're, we're not saying you can't have friends at work that are of the opposite sex or that we don't think that that's, you know, inappropriate or, or could cause a problem. That's not what we're saying at all. It's really just kind of whenever you 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 end up having that that what we said, that work spouse um, what does that mean, and what what could that what trouble could that cause, or is it healthy? And and that that was kind of the odd thing about is it healthy or not because of what we found online. Yeah, well, and that was that was weird too. Was well, the poll was kind of I I expected more people to say no big deal, right? Yeah, just because you see so much stuff <clears throat> online, and I've heard multiple mm-hmm. people that I know have work husbands and work wives right and the art or from us sharing the poll it was the exact opposite of what i thought <laughs> yeah i yeah, I, I thought the same thing i thought, or I thought it was gonna be a, at least a little bit right I, yeah I, I didn't think it would be such a big gap mm-hmm. um so if you're hearing this and you don't think it's a big gap you should have voted on the poll <laughs> we saw that like 200 of you saw it but only like a few of you voted um but yeah i mean and and what we found when we were looking for an article to share on it was it was it's very easy to find articles supporting work husbands and work wives yeah. saying it's healthy that it's a good idea that it's there's nothing wrong with it that it's uh, you know it's it's necessary and, and things like that so it was based on what we saw online with the research and, and kind of uh, the stance behind it there was way more stuff that was for it than was against it mm-hmm. uh, so I think that that's where it's weird and, and you know we kind of joke about. Um, you know, why people would say no. Is mm-hmm. it because they wouldn't want their partner to have one or because they've had one themselves and yeah. wouldn't want their partner to have one or they know their partner has one and it's a problem uh-huh. um, because it's it's something that uh, I think that we've we've had the discussion with people in a work setting, but we've never really had a discussion with friends outside of work about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where at work it's it's acceptable and it's a it's okay. social norm and it's, I don't even think I would say it's taboo, but you don't really have the conversation outside of work because it's, some people may say, well, it's not work relevant or it's not, you know, why would I talk about work at home? And it's like, uh-huh. well, can you really leave that, that relationship 
at work. work. Uh-huh. I know. So what I think is a work husband is basically somebody that knows a lot about you. You confide in them. You talk to them about everything. Um, sometimes almost more than your real spouse mm-hmm. or partner. Um, and maybe, you know, you tell them about, you complain about your boss or you, they may have even seen, seen you cry at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. It's pretty, a pretty intimate type of relationship. It is. And I think that people underplay it. I mm-hmm. think that, um, anybody that's had that relationship with a coworker, you really don't want to make a big deal about it, especially to your partner at home because you don't want to be concerned. But at the same time, you know, maybe there is maybe there is reason for the concern. If you're sharing intimate details about your life in, in any way, shape, or form with somebody of the opposite sex, that, you know, you could be potentially opening up for some kind of future issue or problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that whenever you you try to kind of define as you know what what is that that work husband or that work wife you know it's a lot of what you said and and on top of that it, it is that you know it's that person that you know maybe, maybe you have lunch with every day maybe you guys align your breaks you can go eat together every day maybe it's um, you know if, if you're in some kind of office setting whoever you socialize with the most of once again the opposite sex or somebody that you're attracted to and in, in in some kind of way most of those relationships. Are, are built out of other commonalities aside from we work at the same place, but that is a big common factor, of course, because that's what put you guys in each other's life. Yeah, and but the thing is, is that just because you work with somebody doesn't mean that you're gonna automatically connect with them and all that. Right. It, it takes more effort than mm-hmm. than just that, and I think sometimes people put more effort into their relationships at work than they do. To to their relationship with their right. own partner. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, I think from from a guy's perspective of of who, what could be a work wife, it would be you know kind of the receiving end of everything that you talked about. It was, um, you know, and I and I think that what well, well you said that it may be somebody that you you share with more or talk more with than you do your own partner. That person, the guy, may listen more to that person than they do their own partner, and it's like. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, if, how how are you such a good listener at work, but I'm when you home. go home, you, you can't seem to be that good of a listener. Yeah. Um, it's because you're putting all your effort into this work relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the funny thing with the work relationship is is most of it doesn't have any of the negatives that maybe your your at home relationship has. There mm-hmm. there's not the nagging, there's not the fighting, there's not the arguing, there's not the the shared responsibility or the stresses that a lot of people have in their marriages don't exist in that, in that work relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that e- even as we talk about this stuff, I, I know that there's people that will be like, you're reading way too into this. I just have a really close friend. It's like, well, th- we're not saying that you shouldn't have that close friend. Um, but I think that, you know, there are definitely some things that you should and shouldn't do yeah. in that relationship that, yeah. that make it, that can make it inappropriate. Right. And even in the article, it did. It says that you know a work husband is someone that does isn't the person that is putting their feet up on the coffee table that you're that you're yelling right. at. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And another thing that I found weird about the article is it said well the article itself said for it was basically 
for how to keep the peace with uh, between, between your work your spouse actual, and your home spouse. Yes. <laughs> and it said to actually introduce your work husband to your real spouse. Right. Or work wife. Or yeah. Yeah. Either either or. And I I just find that really weird. Right. Well, and that that's where it, it kind of becomes the the chicken before the egg argument. On on one hand, you you can say, well, if you have a great home relationship, you won't you won't have a, a work spouse. Uh, and and I I I believe that. I, I think that that's pretty much the case. Um, but at the same time, you're going to get the pushback of. Like we saw in the articles and what we found all over the you know all over the internet that was like no it's a normal healthy natural thing and but I yeah I I couldn't imagine you know bringing you to work or you meet me for lunch and saying hey this is this is Lisa my my work wife uh-uh. she takes care of me while I'm here all day I mean that yeah <laughs> that that would be that would be a deal breaker that would be now you were going to be concerned about everything Lisa and I do at work yeah and. If you have a traveling job, like I do, how does that sit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Lisa and I are going on, on the road together for a couple of days. Mm-mm. You know? No. That's going to create some no. serious problems. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and and like I said, I've said it before about the whole jealousy thing, that it's okay to be jealous. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the reason why people... Or no, uh, we were thinking that people were going to say yes, it's okay. Yeah, because, because... we thought people were so scared of saying that they're uh-huh. jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there, there's, you know, yeah, we, we've said it before and we've talked about it on, you know, outside of the podcast and everything that, um, you know, jealousy is one of those things that for some reason we're, we're taught, don't be jealous, you shouldn't be jealous, and, and that it's it's linked to this overall insecurity of yourself, your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. And, and one of the things that, you know, you and I have talked about and I've, I've said to you, you know, I, I, I trust you beyond belief with with being faithful and, and everything like that. But I don't trust everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of pushback when you say something like that is, well, if you trust your partner, then you don't have anything to worry about. And it's like, well, I mean, just because you have the most updated technology on your car to keep from being stolen doesn't mean somebody's still not going to try to bust a window and take your car. And I think that it's the same thing in a relationship. Um, And I think what wards off that type of behavior from coworkers is establishing the fact in your, in your work life that you have a very solid foundation in your marriage at home or your relationship at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been our experience since we've been married Mm -hmm. was the the men that you have worked with and the guys in your life, you you they knew you were off the market. Yeah, it, it, it was not. Well, and, and it, yeah, it wasn't only that I was off the market. It was that I would talk about you all the time and say how how awesome you are and how great mm-hmm. you are to me. And I mean, you you proved it. You know, you would prove it by coming and having lunch with me yeah. or sending, sending me flowers, flowers just because. And. We've known people whose work spouse gave them flowers. Yeah. Um, and they posted on social media, oh, such beautiful flowers. If, if another guy <laughs> even thought about giving you flowers, that's yeah. a problem. Yes. And it's not just a problem with him respecting boundaries. My question to you would be, 
What did you do <laughs> that made him think that giving you flowers was, was a good okay. idea? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what I think when I see that stuff. Oh, I got friend, I got roses from my bestie. And then you find out the bestie, somebody that's like, okay, dude, you, you've, you've been married and you have kids with your husband and this guy that's in your life thinks it's appropriate to give or send you flowers. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know. No. <laughs> no. You don't get special treatment for somebody else. Now, the flip side of that is... What is your partner not doing Mm -hmm. that you're not getting that attention from them to where you you are open to that attention from other people? Well, and also if because you're probably complaining about your partner to this person. Yep. That your partner isn't getting them getting you flowers Mm -hmm. and doing all the special stuff for you. So they see that opening. Right. Well, and that, and that's one of the things that once if if you don't have that good solid home relationship when you 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 are at work and you come to work and it's not um it, it's not apparent through your actions and your tone. If you come in every day and you're rolling your eyes and you're dropping your purse or whatever it is and you're huffing and puffing and you're like, "Oh my gosh, my idiot husband." And you go into this tirade of what a moron you're with. Mm-hmm. You know, you that that person sizing up your current relationship, and they know. And sometimes I think it comes out of a genuine place. It's like you know, this this poor girl, she's been in this relationship for how long, and she's she's never had flowers here on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It's rolling around. Last year, the last two years, I've seen her not get anything. So I just feel bad. I'm going to make sure she gets flowers because her boyfriend or husband, whoever, isn't doing it. And I think that that that's a genuine, sincere gesture. Yeah. But at the same time. <laughs> Who 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 do you blame for that? I know. Ultimately, you blame the husband at home. It's it's his well, fault for not yes, doing no, that. Because, but because she is the idiot that picked pick that person yeah. in the first place. Ended up right? With yeah, him. you got exactly what you picked. Yeah. Right. So you can't completely blame the husband because mm-hmm. she or it goes back to you know um, the last opposites couple, don't attract. Right. Yeah. You know, or right. not telling them what you... What you really want. Yes. Right. Yeah. And hitting around. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. So I, I think that there's that there's things to it. So I, I, I get the sincere and, and, you know, genuine take on it with, with probably really no initial angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that a, most like most relationships, they are started initially based on some level of attraction or commonality, even if it's something that you may not even pick up on or or, or don't see. Um, and we, we've talked before, and, and I think it's a good time to bring it up, but whenever you look at these work relationships, you sometimes have somebody that may think that you're their work spouse, but yeah. you don't look at them this way. I mean, uh-huh. even you know, for everybody listening, when the, the first time I met you, when I walked into our work, the person that I was taking their place introduced me to you as one of his work wives. Yeah. And you were like, what are uh-uh. you talking what? about? Where, no, he, what, he's crazy. Where did you get that? <laughs> Poor he's, guy. he's not my work husband. Yeah. I've never even heard him say that, you know? And, and so, and, and that's what he thought about all the girls he worked yeah. with. I mean, and poor thing. I mean, he, he did confide in all of us. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, just unloaded on everything right. in his life, probably expecting us to, to do say, the same. Yeah, do, <laughs> to reciprocate. Right. But. Never happened. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it, it becomes a one-sided relationship. Um, you know, I've seen that. I've, I've seen other people that I've worked with. It's like, oh, that's my work husband or. 
And then the the dude's like, what is she? No, she's what is she talking about? <laughs> don't ever let my wife know she even said that. She would kill me. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't, we don't even have any type of relationship outside of we work together. Uh-huh. Um, so people do read into it too far yeah. and take it too far. And, and we've seen those those kind of different categories of the... Of the the age difference, you, you'll see somebody that, that there's a drastic age difference between person, you know, one work spouse and the other. Who it may not be a mutual feeling, and, and maybe if if it's you know maybe it's an older woman and a younger guy, it may be that motherly instinct where mm-hmm. I, I think it's appropriate to say that's my work mom. I've I've had um, people that I've worked with that were. In, in whatever role they were with, it reminded me of my mom, and I may have opened up and talked to them and, and had conversations, but they had kids my age. There was no attraction. It was just more, I didn't really have anybody to talk to, so I'm going to talk about this to them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's only fair to, you, you have to throw in there that there may be a genuine look of, you know, I'm old enough to be your father, so I am going to look out for you. Yeah. Um, the problem with that is to... The female, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, it comes off creepy sometimes. Very. Um, And that's where a lot of guys are blind to that. They think, oh, these girls enjoy it when I show up to work every day and I give them a hug and a kiss on the cheek with wet, wet slobbery lips and, you know, or whatever it is, and call them cutie and sweetie. Uh And and they think those are terms of endearment. Oh, they just love it. And then you find out that it creeps all the girls out. So if you're one of those creepers, you need to knock it off. I mean, stop it right now. If you have your own kids, then you can treat your own kids that way if that's how they want to be treated. But <laughs> quit putting the poor girls you work with through that crap. Yeah, I know. We dealt with it all mm-hmm. the freaking time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was where, you know, the unique thing where we worked was it was so heavily female-dominated mm-hmm. that the, the guys in the role, or the guys in any role there, thought they had an extra added obligation to take care look out us. and take care of everybody, uh-huh. which... Once again, it's, 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 I think it's noble at the core, but it's received differently, and it can come off creepy and weird if, if you're not careful about it. Yeah. Um, and then we saw guys that were you know, my age or even younger that would step into those type of roles, and then they, they, they thought you all looked at them like the office hottie, uh-huh. like I'm the only guy oh, here. Everybody gosh. wants uh-huh. me. And that's the other huge term, which yeah. you find out everybody's just annoyed with that person. Yeah, I know. Um, and they're not attractive. Or then the age on the other end kicks in, and then that, that lady that's a little too old to be flirting with that 26-year-old guy starts flirting with him. Oh, man. And that's the only one that's, you know, this 50-plus-year-old woman is flirting with this young guy. Yeah, this little cougar. Yeah, she thinks she's a cougar, <laughs> and he's he's ripe for the picking, and it's, right. a, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, I mean, we always talk about... With me, because I'm so nice, and I smile yeah. at everybody, and I'm just friendly, and I, I like to, mm-hmm. all, I'm always an ear to listen for anybody. Right. And so I think that it has probably gotten me, uh, not necessarily in trouble, but guys it's, it's, pick up on it's it. It's set and guys think, up for disappointment. Yeah. Where guys have thought, oh, wow, you know, she's she thinks I'm interesting, or she... And it's weird because there'll be things that you and I are into that, like if be superheroes and comic books and things like that, where there's there's definitely a nerdy stigma to that. Mm-hmm. And so when some you know virgin <laughs> nerdy guy sees you in a Wonder Woman hoodie and they're like, oh, I really like your hoodie, and and they start they like, oh, I can talk about comics, this girl, and they're like, wow, a girl looks like that is into comics. <laughs> 
that's awesome. I do have a chance. And right. then it's like, so you're telling me I have a chance. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> pump your brakes, kiddo. No, that's not how this works. Yeah. Um, but I mean, from work, it's the same thing when mm-hmm. you're, you, cause that's how you are. You smile on everybody. You talk to everybody. You very, you know, social and, and easy to speak with. And, kind of an open door policy of you don't, you've never really come off bitchy at work or anything like that where people were standoffish. And because of that welcoming attitude, it, you know, it's, it attracts a lot of unwanted attention and you usually don't realize it till it's too late because yeah. it's, it's a sincere, Oh, Hey, how was your weekend type of comment? And it's like, well, nobody's ever asked me how my weekend was. She, she must really like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've read about <clears throat> stories like this that in books <laughs> or movies even. right i've seen it in movies how the, <laughs> the, the underdog guy the underdog comes up and and you know and it's like so they think that there's something more there than there is um and then it, it's weird for me because i i i typically have a standoffish <laughs> what i think is a standoffish personality but apparently not yeah um where people think that i just for whatever, I don't know why people think that I would be open to want to just converse with them all the time, but that's what they think. <laughs> and so people come up, and I think that sometimes from a girl's perspective of guys like me, it's almost like a challenge. Uh, of, yeah, I know. You know, the, I don't know, the angry, pissed off guy, I'm going to. I'm going to be friends with Yeah, I'm going to be friends with him, and or, I'm sure he's got a soft side or something. Well, I don't know what And what I think is, uh-uh, these witches are trying to get with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They want some bad boy right. or whatever, and that just irritates me. I'm like, no, he is, and and that's the thing is, I mean, you talk about me to all of the girls that you right, yeah, with everybody and, knows, you know, who you are and mm-hmm. what you look like, and that we're married, and you know, and mm-hmm. I share our story to anybody and everybody, even when they don't ask, <laughs> you know, and I just uninvitedly, I, I show pictures. We don't have kids together, and so I don't show picture of, of us having kids or anything, but I show pictures of you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, this is my wife. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, it's funny. And I don't know if, I don't know if it's, if it's a, if I should take it negatively, but I'll have these, these girls that I don't think that's attractive that are like kind of flirty. And then I show them you and they're like, oh, and it, I'm like, well, did you think that you had a chance with me? <laughs> Like, do you think that I'm, you know, it's, oh my gosh. it's like, it's like what, what level of looks or do you think you deserve partner wise, you know? Uh-huh. You're funny. So, but, but yeah, I mean, but I think that that, that kind of goes back to really making sure that everybody knows the relationship that you're in, yes. that, that it's healthy, that it's good. Um, and if it's not, I'm not telling you to fabricate. If you're in a crappy relationship and you guys don't get along and, and your your husband's an idiot or your wife is a bitch all the time and, and you need to talk to somebody, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't do that, but um, it, people will will evaluate your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that 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 sets that precedence of, you know, I mean, for me, I would rather my coworkers, you know, if, if, if a new girl started working and they're like, Who's who's the bald headed bearded guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would want. I would rather somebody say, "Don't even waste your time." He's married. Mm-hmm. He's happily married. <clears throat> then, oh yeah, well you know they're always talking about their their problems with their spouse and and how the issues they have and um, so they they may be give it a few months. You may have a shot. I know. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's it's one of those you know what what type of 
what type of relationship do you want everybody to see? Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, if you act like you're not married, people are going to treat you like you're not married. Exactly. If you don't wear your wedding ring to work, if you... Um, go to happy hour. Yeah, if you go to happy night. hour every night, you go out, you know, whatever, once a week with all the guys after work or all the girls after work or, or in a co-ed mix or whatever it is, if you're acting single and picking and choosing when you're acting married, then you're, you're just asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. And you need to reevaluate your own decisions on why you're doing that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a big piece that, that people tend to miss. Uh, well, everybody knows I'm married. Yeah, but do they know you're happily married? Uh-huh. And, and that goes into some of the pushback that we hear from men and women when maybe they have told their partner about their work, husband or wife, mm-hmm. is they say things like that or... You know, some of the answers. The oh, they're married. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, she's this age. Or, you know, right. like thinking that it's going to be okay that uh-huh. the person is married or whatever. But it doesn't matter whether right. you're married or single or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about uh, just one of... I remember one of the guys that I used to work with and he would... I would always tell him about us mm-hmm. and but he would like come to me for advice and stuff and you know then he would tell me the stuff that he would do. Right. And I'm like, dude, why are you doing this? You have you I've know, told this girl. you everything my husband's yeah. done for a good example. <laughs> that you <laughs> you have this wonderful girl that you've been with for how long and you're going out and you know, having drinks with the guys. Coming home, you know, supposed to be home at nine. Coming home at two. Yeah, no. Yeah. Hanging out with all single people. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and that—that's we could spend an hour talking about even just how you're supposed to react to those situations. But um, yeah, I, I think that uh, you know, a lot of times when you when you look at you know what what's appropriate and what's inappropriate behavior um, at work, and I think that even on the surface, people. People tend to think that well, it's 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 not that big a deal. We're we're just friends. I mean, you you hear that argument all the time. Don't worry, don't be jealous. We're just friends, mm-hmm. um, and there there is cause for concern. And I think that we have we have been you know I don't want to say inundated, but we've been shown you know through through media or TV or movies that these friendships become more ninety nine point nine percent end up having some kind of romantic connection at some point. Mm-hmm. Either they have a one-night stand, either they, they get drunk at the Christmas party and make out, or they end up hooking up for real in real life, or they become married, or they or whatever it is. I mean, we've all seen, you know, the the Jim and Pam on The Office. We've seen, you know, Sam and Diane on Cheers. I mean, we, we've seen that these, mm-hmm. these type of, of friendships and work relationships develop into something more. And so I think that that's, that's in our heads when we hear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if, if you find yourself, you know, one of the things that, you know, you, you did with me when, um, you were engaged and, and I, I guess I was newly single at the time was, you know, you, you talked about me, mm-hmm. you talked about, yes, to uh, him, yeah, well, to your ex. Is that I didn't realize that you were my work husband mm-hmm. initially at, at first, right? And I, then I wouldn't, I ended up doing little things like bringing you taco house or giving me Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Giving you a Christmas present, giving you, making those, 
little uh, what are Sokopia cheesecakes right, or whatever, right. and bringing them into the office just to see you. Right. You know, and I didn't realize it until I finally, I guess, heard myself talking about you mm-hmm. outside of work yeah. to my mom, to my ex. Right. Or my you know, partner at the time. Yeah. And not realizing. <clears throat> and I think that a lot of people don't realize that that's what they're mm-hmm. doing. And, I mean, I can, of course I'm against it now. And I think that our relationship is work husbands and work wives I'm against. Mm-hmm. Um, but our relationship, because of our relationship now, that's why I'm uh, against it. Right. But... I mean, you can't knock it too much because that's how we started. Yes. And so if if you're if you're listening out there and that is concerned, that's why we say there's valid concern for that. Um, You know, from my perspective of of being your work husband at work, I knew your your ex didn't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. I knew everything you disliked about him because you talked about it. You 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 complained about him. I heard you on the phone with him. I heard you getting on to him. I heard you yelling at him, you know, heard you calling him names and you complained about him. You, um, I, I knew he, he had an open deck. I knew exactly the cards he was playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that you even bothered with me for me being so witchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't treat me that way. I know. Yeah. And you know, I, I knew that you were with a subpar partner that had a lot of issues and was not treating you the way that you wanted to be treated or that deserved to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once I was single and I was in tune to what was going on around me, it, it was, I don't, I don't want to you know say all that it was really easy or anything, but it was, I knew exactly what I needed to do or what you didn't like. And, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, and I knew that even a guy, even if it wasn't me, but a guy that was just, Average was going to be better than what you had, mm-hmm. and I knew that I was going to do better than that. Um, and it was very easy to just start by co- having a conversation mm-hmm. and talking about things that I knew I liked and you liked, and your partner hated. Yeah, um, and and that was able to. And it wasn't. I didn't have this, you know, kind of sneaky or malicious intent behind it, like I'm kind of making it sound right now. But it was as we started to to progress, and I realized we were going to develop into a relationship um I, I just knew he didn't stand a chance at that point and, and that's one of those things where if if you're that stay-at-home partner that isn't treating your partner correctly mm-hmm. you know the the person at work that work spouse knows what your kryptonite is they know everything because your partner is going to work every day bitching and complaining about how you act at home uh-huh. and the attention you don't receive and the the flowers you don't get and you know for most guys the sex that she's not having with you or or whatever it is that's getting spilled out and i think that most guys won't talk to other guys about their relationship problems but a lot of guys will talk to other girls about it yeah. because they're more comfortable talking to women about it and that's how I think those relationships can can really develop because guys are, are a little more competitive with other guys and they, they, they feel like an unhappy marriage or issues is a sign of weakness. And so they don't want to have that conversation with other guys. But a lot of guys will put their guard down and get a little more vulnerable to women. Mm-hmm. Um, now You never did. Yeah, you and I was going to say, even saying all that, I didn't complain about my ex at all mm-hmm. uh, because I 
I, I was I was of the mindset I still wanted people to know that I was married and I, I faked it. I wanted people to think I was happily married mm-hmm. because I didn't want I didn't want to deal with any any stress or temptation really mm-hmm. um, at the time. Yeah. Uh, so I just you know never complained about it or nothing. I just kind of listened to everybody else complain about yeah. theirs and then once I was getting divorced then it was more Open. Okay. Well, okay, girls. Then, and, here's here's and the then deal. You, I was the first person that you came yeah, to. Yeah, I was the first once person you, you came to and told. Yeah. Yeah. Once you found out that she wanted to leave you, mm-hmm. and again, that's you know, it goes. It just opens up a door. Yeah. And that that's where you you were my confidant. Uh huh. And if and and even if it's not divorce, if if it's a fight, if you if you. If you're that home partner and you did something stupid and you got in a fight over it, your spouse is going to work talking to their work spouse about the dumb thing you just did. Yeah. Or what the are and they're only getting they're not getting your side of the argument. I know. It's a completely one. one-sided story. And so yeah. you sound even way worse than the situation probably really was. Uh-huh. Um, I mean I and I, I remember we I remember when um, when I was living in California, I worked with a, with a, a young lady whose husband was just awful. Um, I, I had never seen him do anything, but she she complained to a few people, and it word just got around on how he treated her. And um, you know, he would show up at the little company parties or whatever, and demand that she leave and act a certain way and, and, and things like that. And um, we never really found out what the motives were, but that was mm-hmm. something that. You know his his behavior was was showcased, mm-hmm. and we all knew that she could do better. And yeah. even the coaxing of why are you with him, and, and you don't have to deal yes. with this. That stuff comes up, and and it plants that seed. And 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 I say it like it's a negative thing, but but sometimes it could, if, it could be a really good thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's there's that that old saying: the grass isn't always greener. And and I wholeheartedly disagree with that well i wholeheartedly disagree with it because i went to where the grass is way green grass can be very green yeah on the other side you just have to be smart enough to hop the fence (laughs) and ditch the old lawn or set it on fire and just let it burn Uh um i mean you see little things that you know if you mow your own grass and well yeah there's truth to that but Uh It's there's always it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not that's going to get better or that there's still something that's not better waiting for you on the other side, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I think that there there are good examples of, of relationships. And I mean, and I don't know statistically. I mean, I know that there there are statistics that support you know where relationships begin, and, and a huge majority of them are from the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so you've already got that. The numbers are against you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As soon as your partner steps foot in in, in work, you're, the numbers are kind of against you on, on a certain level. And then if you start adding in the fact that you're not the best partner, or they aren't the best partner, you don't have the best marriage, or they're not happy, or you're not attentive, or or you know she's not having sex, or well, the the litany of things that people argue and complain and fight over, or get divorced over, or separate over. If any of those are going on, your odds start getting stacked higher and higher and higher and higher. Um, and, and I think that that's where. You, you need to watch out for that type of behavior and um, you know and, and if you're trying to keep it appropriate and, and you're in denial that you have you know this work spouse there's you know, certain things that you need to you know remember and keep in mind I mean are you is this is this somebody that because you know, we've seen this on your day off you go out of your way to stop by your place of work to say hi to I did it yeah I did it with you yeah <laughs> and brought you lunch mm-hmm 
And I, that was before we had anything going on. Right. I just wanted to be nice or so I, I thought. I you were nice. Yeah. You were trying to seduce me with food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew that was my way in. Yeah. No. yeah. And, you know, and those, those are things that, because I think some people say, well, I don't associate with him outside of work. Uh-huh. Well, you and I didn't either. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can develop a very strong connection with somebody um, and start to build this kind of ignored sexual tension with somebody mm-hmm. that is this sin because I, I think people don't really understand the kinds of conversations that happen at work. Mm-hmm. And, and people talk about sex. People talk about what they like mm-hmm. in a sexual manner. People talk about, you know, what turns on. I don't mean like you open up. I'm probably freaking people out that are <laughs> listening to this. But those, those between people that get close, those conversations come up. Oh, they do. Well, I mean, and even with us alone, you know, me, you, and this other girl we worked with, we would do the Cosmo quizzes together. Yep. And, I mean, everyone that knows Cosmo quizzes knows that most They're of pretty them, raunchy. Yeah, there are some be. very sexual... And it was just like playful little it so was. We thought playful little fun it was things but, to do but it I, that that quiz when i when i talk about us that quiz was when i really realized how much we had in common uh-huh. i mean we're talking like 36 questions and we had like 34 mm-hmm. the exact same answer and I made the cut. Do you remember what I said after yeah. we got done? Uh-huh. I, I said, if, if, you, if you're ever, if single, you're ever call single, me. call me. Yeah. Because we match up perfectly. Yeah. Um, and I just laughed it off. Yeah, just laughed it uh-huh. off. And, and then I, I said it kind of jokingly, but uh-huh. it, was, it was a half-truth. Uh-huh. Um, because that, that's, I, I realized, wow, we, we, are, we are very compatible, it's even sexually, on paper. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was eye-opening, and it was fun. And I think that that's talking and discussing and, and having those conversations at work, you feel safe. And I think that people drop their guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter how much sexual harassment training we go through or <laughs> people know. force on us, right. you know, that type of stuff among friends is, is a non-issue. Yeah. Or it's a non-issue till it's an issue, I well, guess. Well, yeah, like Tom Brady, um, the sexual oh, harassment Oh, the Saturday Night Live <laughs> skit, yeah. yeah. You can get away with it as long as you're good-looking. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, if you've had a sexual harassment suit plopped on you, chances are you're not very attractive. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's that—that's one of the things that, and I, I know it sounds mean, um, and I know that somebody's going to be upset or people try to shut me down on it, but a lot of people, when we've had those conversations, like, and they're like, well, I have a work husband, I have, and it's like, you're just kind of like, ugh, yeah, but... <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now you just got two poor dudes that are dealing with your ugly Aww. ass. <laughs> Aww, that's not nice. It's. <laughs> I mean, it. Yeah, I don't know if you you want to say. Well, it's it's you know good looking people problems or whatever you want to call it. It sounds horribly vain and conceited, but we. It's it's one of those things that attractiveness and, and looks really drive where the conversation is going to go and how far that, where you really want to push the envelope on that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that once people start crossing signals or getting mixed signals or trying to figure out, well, what did they mean by this? And is there some level of attraction there? And, and even at work, like I said, it's a very safe place because you get to go home at the end of the day Yeah, and you don't have to really take that attachment with you. But if, if you find out that if, if you're one of those people that hides the relationship from your partner, 
that that's a problem. But then at the same time, you openly talked about me. I know. And uh-huh. I don't. So I don't know if that's. Well, if that's I openly a, talked about you. I never had your phone number or anything like right. that. But <clears throat> I did openly talk about you. And but the thing was, oh, we should hang out with him. He, yeah, he would be fun to hang out with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great yeah. idea. Uh-huh. Well, and um, like I was saying before, how the article says, you know, that you should introduce him and all that. I know you had to deal. It wasn't necessarily um, your ex with, had a work husband or whatever, but it was kind of awkward situation where you met this guy that she worked with. and then Yeah, the she she had a guy that she worked with who was married, and they had kids, and we were married and had a kid. And he and he wasn't good looking. He wasn't a looker. Though. No, no, no. But huh. your ex-wife was a lot better looking than this the, guy's Than wife. he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and his wife. Uh-huh. And she kept saying, we need to hang out with him. We need, And I was very reluctant. I didn't want... I was okay keeping work at work and home at home. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't want to develop any relationships or friendships with them. And, and I probably should have been a little more open to, okay, well, let's, what's really going on at work? Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally I caved and they came over and, and you know, she was, the, the, his wife was blatantly uncomfortable mm-hmm. that the girl he was talking about was younger than her and better looking than her. Um, and you could just tell how, how threatened yeah, she, she was uh-huh. um, by this whole thing. And I, I don't think that that my ex at the time had any intentions behind that relationship. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, they were talking to, he, um, to each other, your ex and the Yeah, they, and so then the, the wife and, and me were kind of just stuck on the end of the table, like... Quiet. Yeah, just quiet. Like, we don't have anything. They see each other all week. Why are why are we even here? This is yeah. kind of ridiculous. And I think she even made a crack that well, it looks like they're on a date and, or something really? like that. Yeah. Oh and that, and then that, and that was like, well, wait, what? That kind of planted the seed in my mind that made it uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I think that that's, you know, that's, that's something you got to watch out for. Yeah. Um, so just cause you meet him doesn't mean it's going <laughs> to make the situation gonna better. Be okay right. At all. They just, I don't know. I think I think that it would be super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you you have girls that you have worked with that have come over to some of our parties, and I've had guys that I worked with that mm-hmm. have come to our parties and stuff, and and that's all okay. It's, yeah, it, and it goes back to what we said at the okay. beginning. It's okay to have friends. It's mm-hmm. okay to associate with those people. It's okay to have them involved in your life. But if it if it is that if it is that that confidant and that that intimate relationship, I mean, you know, we, we it, it's actually a pretty good testimony of how how you can fall for somebody without having any type of physical relationship at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where that's where you see people. I, I you know kind of joke about it with with the looks, but people get past the looks mm-hmm. when you you have so much in common and, and you have deep conversations and you have a real connection that's that's outside of, of sex and physical attraction. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another thing that we've heard, like, well, look at him. Do you think I would... And that was one of the things that my yeah. ex would say. Well, why are you... Do you, do you see him? Look at him. Look how overweight he is. But looking back on as as maturing, it's like, well, you had a really deep connection with this person that mm-hmm. had nothing to do with looks. Yeah. And so... Just because they look a certain way doesn't mean that it's off limits. Doesn't well, mean that- I look at myself and how I was when we first met yeah. too. And I know that 
you know, you you still say that you were attracted to me and that I was pretty, but I was. Though you've always been very pretty. Very overweight, though, and yeah. I could see like if if it was, you know, like, you talking about me, you telling your ex, like, oh, you know, she's. You have nothing to worry about. Right. You know, she's, yeah. Yeah. She's overweight. Yeah. Or, yeah. You're right. But we had a ton in common. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you you do look past that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, I, you know, I, I don't even know if I've ever told you. I did tell her about when the a mutual coworker we had thought you were pregnant. Oh. Because yeah. I was, I said, I was like, I said it out of like kind of pity for you. I was uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, I was like, this, you're not gonna believe what happened at work. And so I told that story, and, and even my my ex was like, "Oh my gosh, that is so yeah. that's so mean." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." And so, um, I, I, she knew who you were. Uh-huh. Um, and then two years later, or a year later, she sees me, and I lost. Yeah, all you this lost weight. all that weight, and, and she's yeah. like, "Oh my gosh!" Right? Yeah, you she even great. had to pay you a compliment. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice, mm-hmm. but awkward at the same time. Right. But I mean, even even all that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I we we had no idea that we were going to end up mm-hmm. being together, at being some point real time. husband and wife. Yeah, and it all started at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the the silver lining to all that is, if you're with the wrong partner, <laughs> hopefully you work with the right partner, and a great relationship can come out of it. Can the, the work husband well, work wife? Well, and I know that there's there's I don't know the statistics of how many people meet at work and mm-hmm. and fall in love at work but i'm sure that a lot of them probably stem from a work husband work wife type of relationship yeah. initially well and we know a lot we we have a lot of friends that are married mm-hmm. that work together mm-hmm. at some and that's how they met um you know and, and you know I, I i could list 10 couples easily mm-hmm. from that and i mean that that's where especially as you get older and I would like to see see the statistics of I second know. marriages. Oh, I know. Because and, I, th- yeah. I think a lot of first marriages, especially for, for young people, they they you know start out of high school or they start out of a club or you know I don't know how kids are meeting now Tinder or whatever it is I don't know college, um, which I, I don't know if I don't know if I'd call a college relationship kind of similar to a work. I mean, it's a place you're forced to go to and you spend a lot of time with, uh-huh. but I think some of them are so big you don't. It's not like you're, it's not like a work environment where you're with somebody eight solid hours. Yeah. You're going to have every class Classes. you're taking college with them, right? Um, but you know, but relationships come out of college. They come out of high school. They come out of the the places that um, younger people hang out, and, and where maybe you don't have the opportunity to be as picky, or you don't really know exactly what you're looking for. A lot of it is just really based on attraction and looks and things like that at that mm-hmm. point, and so. I think second relationships that start out of work, it going back to it's a safe place, but it's it's one where you really get to know somebody, yeah. and um, it's it's the opposite of speed dating. But you get to interact with multiple people to see who you want to sit at the table the longest with. Yeah, and and that's kind of not even realizing, not that. even realize you're doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and it's just you just have the conversation. Well, you know, I like talking to this person the most, so that's who I'm going to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And then it just builds from there. And before you know it, you have, you know, feelings or urges or, you know, you think about the person that pop up in your dreams at night and mm-hmm. unwanted and, <laughs> yeah. and things like that. And you're like, what the heck was that about? I, I had a dream. I just, I kissed the person I work with and they're married and I'm married or whatever. And that's, 
I'm never telling anybody about that yeah. until you end up together. Yes. And you're like, oh my gosh, you wouldn't know this. But three months after we started working together, I had a dream we made out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and, and, and those those things happen. But th- those thoughts, however fleeting they are, they can be very powerful mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of put you on a path to at least keep your eyes open and 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 realize that you have that that kind of person to fall back on in, in some sort of way. Not really that that's who you're going to date next, but it, it gives you some kind of comfort to know. So that I think they're there for yeah, you. Yeah, that they're there for you. That you're going to get to see them most of the time during the week. Uh-huh. And, and, and we know statistically you spend more time with the people you work with than you do your partner a lot yeah, of times. Unless I know. You, you know, you do what we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and make it happen where you do spend all your time with each other. Uh-huh. But... You know, I I don't I, I think that you know there, there's I think people get in denial about it. I think people don't understand, but I think that if, if those things that we've been talking about happen, you know, you 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 make you go out of your way to see them. You know, when you're off work, you they they pop into a dream or two. Mm-hmm. You know, you find yourself getting more excited about going to work than you do going home. Or and and then upset about not being able to to say goodbye. To, yeah, at the end to of the them, day. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you said that you, that's how you felt when, whenever you would leave work and like, I would be busy or something right. and, and, oh man, I wish I, I, I want to say bye to her, but, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's just, you're going to see her again in two days. Right. <laughs> is this, is this somebody that like you and I, we didn't, we didn't have each other's phone numbers mm-hmm. until I think right before we went on our first date, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but we had email. Mm-hmm. And we would email each other yeah. at work. Uh-huh. And and if you're sharing those little jokes... And yeah, because you'd be sitting in the back, I'd be sitting in yeah. the front. And we'd be emailing each other. And, and I, I would be like, oh man, I wish you were up front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Type those little yeah. things. Yeah, when you just find yourself in that position where you want to be around that person, there's, there's something to that. Yeah. And I think people try to ignore it or try to push it down or play it off or say it's not a big deal because they feel guilty that it's happening. They don't think that there's an opportunity. They, they think it's inappropriate or whatever these 101 reasons are um, that well, they do it. I thought it. that it was, I didn't think that, you know, it would end up this way. And I, I, I don't know. I just had no idea that I mm-hmm. would be marrying you, right. spending the rest of my life with you. And I don't know. It, I don't, I think that, Again, you know, I can't say that I'm completely against the whole work husband, work wife, because it got me out of a bad, mm-hmm. a horrible situation. And got you into a great one. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I think that that's, like I said, that's kind of the silver lining to it is, mm-hmm. is I think when, when we say we're against, you know, because we both voted no yeah. based on our current situation on mm-hmm. the poll. We're like, nope. Hell no, Hell not, no. Not happening. Uh-uh. You're not having to work husband, work wife because... He's mine. He is mine. Yeah, because we were the OG <laughs> yes. work husband, work wife uh-huh. in our relationship. Because we know how it could yeah. end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it ended great yeah. for us. Yeah, it did. You know, and I think that that's where people have to watch out for that. Uh-huh. And, and don't forget that sometimes whenever... You know, and we've talked about it, how you... You know, you, you were hoping for some kind of sign and praying that uh-huh. you could fix the situation you were in. And, and the opportunity that was before you wasn't to fix or straighten out the relationship you're in. It was to leave that and, and start a good one. Yeah. Um, and I think that sometimes we, we, based on loyalty and commitment and 
thinking that we're mature and we just have to make things work, whatever it is, for the kids, for a future, for religion, whatever it is that we feel we have to make a, a shitty relationship work, we are going to put ourselves through hell and back when sometimes the, the best option is to just right let go of it. Yeah. And you have a, a work spouse that <laughs> you talk to every day and cares about you on some kind of level uh-huh. and probably has treated you better than your partner at home has this entire time. Mm-hmm. And you know who they are. They, they are a, a person that you know so much about and you have these deep connections You've to. You've built a yeah. relationship with. Uh-huh. I hope the divorce rate doesn't go up after <laughs> after this after this episode. this episode. But I know if you end up finding your partner, yeah, well, your, your real partner, <laughs> then it was all well. It's like then you're welcome. Ultimately, <laughs> who who are you talking about most? Who are you complaining about most? Mm-hmm. Who are you enjoying yourself most with? Yeah. And and don't forget, normal marriages suck. Uh-huh. Oh, everybody goes through this. Everybody has these rough... No. Yeah, they do. Because normal marriages suck. So the majority of people that you talk to, the majority of people that are married, have rough patches. They have a lot of arguments. They fight. They dislike each other. They fantasize about smothering each other to death in their sleep or whatever else funny little meme they want to post about it on social media. But really good relationships don't take hard work and that stuff doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just yeah. things to always remember and, and, and keep in mind when you're looking at this stuff and evaluating and reevaluating your relationship. And I think that that's after being in a 12 year marriage and stepping out of it and being in, in my marriage with you, I wish somebody had said, well, do you want a normal marriage or do you want a great marriage? Mm-hmm. And you need to evaluate and continually reevaluate your relationship. And, and if this partner isn't meeting your expectations or you aren't meeting theirs, and you aren't getting along, and you're not happy, and, and truly happy, not not making it work, or putting up with each other, or whatever the the cliche statements are. You know, it, it, it's okay to walk away from a yeah. a falling building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is okay to pursue that. Yeah, <laughs> that work husband or work wife. But if you're gonna do it, don't do it. You shouldn't be secretive about it. it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be having an affair. No. You shouldn't want to test the waters. And, and say, well, if this doesn't work, then I can just go back to my, my no, spouse. That's that's, that's so not wrong. what we're saying at all. No. That's very, very dangerous. No. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. all of this is real dangerous because yeah. it's like we, it ended up so good for us, but mm-hmm. that's not, you know, not the case. I don't, yeah, for, I don't know if it would, I don't know if we would say we were typical. Uh-huh. So I don't um, know. Maybe we should stop talking about <laughs> it at this point. I think my, my parting advice mm-hmm. or statement would be. If you're currently in a relationship and you realize that you have more in common with your work spouse than you do your at-home spouse, reevaluate your relationship. Mm-hmm. You're going to be successful at where you put the most time and effort, and you have to decide. Are you going to put the time and effort into work relationships or home relationships? And I think sometimes those relationships are created because you don't want to deal with what's going on at home, so you put more effort at work, you mm-hmm. you you come in earlier, you stay later, you you know dedicate more time at, at those people because of, of whatever gain you get out of it, whether it's monetary or satisfaction or whatever, over what's going at home. And that's where it goes back to the, you know, water your own grass or, you know, water. I think right. I said mow earlier, but I meant water. Water your own grass at home. Uh-huh. Um, you, you need to make sure you're doing that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time... Look at yourself. And yeah, look at sure. yourself and look at your partner. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, at the end of the day, if we said anything that you know, if you're if you're the partner that's not pulling their weight and you just got dumped, <laughs> or you're gonna you're gonna be left in the dust because of this. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but look you, at but look at your situation. Look at yourself oh. and. For your next partner, mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure that you're doing everything that needs to be done to keep that person yeah. and love them and spend time with them and do everything with them. Enjoy each other. And I think that's a great segue for what we're going to discuss next week. Yes. So next week, we're going to be talking about the three loves. Um, and so we'll kind of we'll yeah. explain well, all of that yeah. next look, week. Look out on social media this week. I don't know if we're going to share a poll or not about it, but because uh, I don't know how we would poll it. Yeah. But we're, we're going to share an article. We, we found an article a couple years ago, and it really, really described our yeah, we were like, wow, our previous really cool. relationships and path to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're going to find out if you're open to it, you're going to realize it may describe yours as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's, it'll be a fun one to talk about. We've... I've used this analogy behind the three loves multiple times to um, help people realize the relationship they're in isn't working mm-hmm. um, or help them realize that the relationship they are in is is a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm really looking forward to talking about that. Yes. Um, as always, thank you again for listening and watching. Um, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to YouTube. Um, the podcast, Marriage on the Rocks. You, YouTube is Marriage on the Rocks. We've got, you know, we'll have this one, so four videos on there. Subscribe to it, watch the videos, like them. We're on SoundCloud at Marriage on the Rocks. Yeah, on iTunes. On iTunes and, and on for the, the podcast and things like that. So I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. We'll thanks. see you next week. Thanks again. See you next week. All right.